Hello and welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast. We believe relationship matters from humanity to nature to the larger whole. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and this is part three of a three-part series on the team coach approach with team coach and faculty member, Martin Claver. If you haven't listened to them already, we'd highly recommend checking out parts one and two of the team coach approach. Part one, defining success, and part two, building relationships before listening to this final installment of the series, Integrating Learnings. In this episode, Martin and I discuss how to support clients in integrating learnings. And across this conversation, we cover how to weave integration throughout a team coaching engagement, trusting and harnessing the wisdom of a team, understanding that integration is a team's responsibility, celebrating small wins, and focusing on result as opposed to the process. So without further ado, I bring you Martin Claver talking about the team coach approach. Part three, integrating learnings. Martin, welcome back to the Relationship Matters podcast. Happy to have you on the show once again. Thank you very much and uh, great to be here again. And today we're talking about integration as a key part of the team coach approach. So talk to me first about what integration means to you. Yeah, I think it's uh, what we're focusing on uh, is the integration of the learnings of the change. Mm. I think integration, well, that's what you're aiming for. It's something that they will do differently because of the sessions, of the trainings, of the facilitation. So that's for me, that's integration. And I know sometimes it can become an afterthought. It can be the thing that we cram into the last session of a 12-month program. And what does integration look like to you? Because I feel like there's perhaps a more sustainable way of weaving this in throughout. Yeah, I think there are many ways. So what I can share is the way that we work is that normally with a team facilitation, there is a lot of also behavioral parts in it. And we often take there like six to 12 months and also about the same amount of sessions. Um, sometimes we feel during the process that the change is faster. So we end the, the process after, well, let's say five, six sessions because then integration happens. Uh, and sometimes it takes a little bit more time. So we plan the sessions, but we never know if we're going to use all the sessions that we have planned. Um, so this is an approach that we have. Um, and it really makes also at the beginning very clear that it's about we facilitate a change that the team wants. And if the change happens, if they feel that it happens, and we have also, of course, our opinion about that, then uh, we can end like the facilitation. So the integration is from the start is conversation piece for us. And probably at, at the, the start of the sessions is more like the a more higher, bigger goal where you aim at, at the end of the sessions. But what we do is at the end of each session, we make agreements for something that they are going to do or going to try it out or going to use uh, between the sessions. So we have, again, more input in the next session. So we're going to use those experiences to see, well, is, is, is this really what is helping you? Is this a change that you're after? What are some edges that you come across or you find difficulty? And so we, we have that process going on for all the sessions. 
So would you say then it's very much a part of your relationship with the client? It's not on you as the coach to make the integration happen. You very much hold that within the relationship with the client. It, we hold it in the relationship and responsibility is of the team. So it, we hold it as a conversation in the relationship, but we don't uh, take uh, ownership of that. Uh, because if they don't do it, for us, it's just a signal that something else maybe tries to happen or is needed or, you know, it's for us, it's, it's interesting information in the process. That's quite um, relieving to hear. And I imagine it's much lighter to hold that you don't have to be responsible for whether or not they integrate. Yeah, but that's true. And sometimes that they make agreements and yeah, of course, I hope that they will succeed. Uh, somehow, uh, often I also hold my own success to that. You know, it's like, oh, we've done a good job. They did it and it was successful. Yay. But I think mm, a lot of the time when we ask, there are issues on different levels in the team. And sometimes the easiest answers are not the answers that they really need. So, yeah, it, I think uh, in the team process, it's always good that you really find that, that, that big edge, the elephant in the room or whatever it is, you know, that, that will pop up. It can pop up at start or during or hopefully not at the end. That's always the, the difficult one, I feel. So, so, by having that notice that they are responsible, uh, we're not so attached on the results they having but more curious about the process they're going through. So why do you feel it's important for us as coaches to facilitate this conversation at least? And why do you feel it's important to have this conversation throughout the relationship, whether it's four months or 12 months or longer? Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a part what, uh, what I got from the agile background and um, all phases had, needs to be there. You know, you have to have the planning, the dreaming part, uh, what kind of actions do we take, then do it and then evaluate it. So that is, that's the process we have and we hold in our minds, but also if you really want to have and, and experience the change, you have to have all the steps. And otherwise you never know, the team can never feel also successful with it. You know, what can we celebrate? if we're going through that. So some uh, markers in the process is always very important. They know where to go and what they want. So we take steps in that. It makes me think that I guess as well, it in some way is connecting them to the two degree tiller shifts. The idea that shifts can happen in a way that we don't always see. And um, if they're noticing the little things, then over time they start to hopefully be more aware of that shift. Yeah, I like what you're saying. Yes. It, it helps them to also realize that they are making steps and they are developing as a team. And maybe they don't experience it as fully yet, but yeah, I like what you're saying and referring to. It also makes me think of James Clear and his idea that habits are the compound interest of personal development. And this integration conversation that's throughout your team coaching process is in many ways creating team habits. Uh -huh. They might be small, but over time, they might build towards a culture that's so different from where they started. Exactly. Yeah. And make them aware of that and responsible. Uh, I think that's really important. You mentioned that you typically have sessions once a month, which is aligned with sort of how I would typically run a coaching engagement. And so how do you keep momentum up in between those sessions? Because a month can feel like a long time, particularly in those busy periods for our clients. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So 
We end each session with agreements that they're going to pick up, okay. that they're going to do, going to try out, or going to work with. And yeah, well, depending on their learning style, we can organize something in between. So, and you can be very creative with things. Uh, and I think a lot of coaches have creative ways of uh, doing that. But uh, sometimes we build up our WhatsApp group with the team uh, and we can ask some questions in it or just do a reminder of it or we ask for a picture or whatever, you know, something, whatever fits the, the learning curve. And sometimes we go and visit them during meetings. So it really is, uh, that's also a helper for them to, oh, yep. Here they come again. Oh, we need to pay attention. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. So they're, they're very different ways. What we always do is we pick two persons, uh, a couple of persons, depending on the size of the team, for the preparations for the next team session. So that is for us a way to check in with them in the team where they are. And it helps us to define the topic. And maybe we already designed the topic in the, the previous session. Um, but yeah, now they have like three, four weeks experience again, and maybe they want to address something else. So, uh, and it's also something to to make the team responsible for what they are doing, and we can ally with them how we are doing it. I like that a lot. It leans into the spirit of the, the design team alliance in many ways. Yes. And then when you're meeting them at their next session, you're not meeting them with all their individual goals. They've come together and decided on a team goal that they want to work towards. Exactly. And it's interesting also, in, in a, depending on the culture from, uh, from the organization, is if they haven't done anything, there's a lot of times that the, the workload was too big or whatever, or they have maybe excuses or, you know, they could be anything, but they haven't really paid attention to what they agreed on. Well, that is for us it's a very interesting information to work with. Is it that behavior? What's underneath it? Did we get the right topic or not? Or, you know, so this is the development. This is the, for me, this is the work. So not so curious about what they're going to do or expectations because they know, but how they are well, are doing it or not doing it, that's really attracts my attention. Yeah, I was going to say, it gives you a lot of energy, whereas yeah. I imagine for a lot of people, including myself, if none of the homework's been done, <laughs> there's a little bit of me that thinks, oh gosh, this is such a failure. Exactly. And yet you're seeing that as a signal. And I guess, do you reveal then what's going on and use that as information for the team to use or not use? Exactly. Well, and to be open and to be honest, is also I, I feel the two that fill your parts. Mm. There is always something in me that... Hopefully what we design that really lands with them and they get enthusiastic about it, blah, 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 blah. And I know, well, the learning curve isn't always like that. <laughs> Failure will come, you know, that's good. And then sometimes really the behavioral part change needs that failure in order to grow really, to, to understand. So they're accountable or responsible for the what. You're focusing on the how. And what about the why? Well, yeah, I've done, I just did it this weekend. I did a path course. So mm -hmm. uh, I was totally in the three, three levels of reality in the path course. So uh, so in the essence, the why, that part that is uh, from that course, we know all levels are important. Mm. And from my experience, it's some, for some teams, it takes a little bit time to really get to the why, to the essence now. Yeah. It's not easy. They're not used to it. They don't understand it. So. Uh, meet the system where they are, work in consensus reality, do a little bit of dreaming, read the emotional field, and slowly they 
understand more the why or how. And sometimes, yeah, that is it's hard for them to 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 get. And still, everybody is capable to get that. So sometimes it needs a little time. But as a coach, your focus primarily is on the how. That's where you get curious. Yeah, well, the process they're going through. Mm. That is what I'm curious about. Why are they doing things or why, why are they not doing things? So those things that really are interesting or how they react to each other. What creates successful integration? Or how can we facilitate in a way that encourages our clients to really focus on this bit? Because sometimes we can do a great session and I get the sense that they think the work's been done. They've done this great day. They've done the work. But actually the work really begins when we leave the the coaching session or the training room and we start to integrate those learnings into our lives. And so, yeah, what helps us to facilitate that part of the the change? Mm, Yeah, well, it's interesting. I don't know if I have uh, the answer. (laughs) What I'm learning is that take take some time for, for it. Um, the real integration is between the sessions, not in the sessions. I think the sessions that we do are more bringing awareness. Uh, they become conscious. And from that new information, they apply to what they do and they learn. So they move on. And it's a real trust that that conscious and awareness, bringing that into the team will help them to take ownership uh, and by doing multiple sessions, it also feels that, mm. you know, that, that there is that mm, maybe some, a parent like that that's still watching you. So it is like that there is like, a, mm, okay, yeah, there's maybe also something like, okay, we need to do it because of the facilitators, something like that. Mm. And that could also be something that helps them in their change of behavior. In the end, they really need to do it by themselves. And uh, what you're saying, they really need to to understand and feel the why, the essence of it. And uh, so, and their dreams should be their dreams and not my dreams as a facilitator. But, but that's the whole process. Yeah. And I think uh, I think the big mistake I made, uh, and sometimes still do, is I go too fast. Mm. I've gone too fast. I see it, and I think I see it, and I put something in, and ah, uh, they got it, and oh wait, it's no Martin. Um, it takes longer. <laughs> it makes me think about some of the earlier episodes we recorded around a successful business and meeting the client. And I wonder if what we sell there in terms of this process, if we sell speed, that's going to potentially undermine this integration phase. Yeah, I like that a lot, what you're saying. So there was a, we're now uh, just starting with the team. There were quite some issues also from the past and they are fed up with it. So they really need to change. And But we said, based on our experience, take eight to 12 months for this. So the whole of 2023, uh, spend, do your focus on your team development. And the first was like, ah, oh, but we are like fed up with it. We want to get rid of it. But then this, the realization came, yeah, it took a lot of years to come here. It probably also takes some time to make something different, you know, to create another culture amongst ourselves. And uh, immediately that brings some, you know, some, some ease into it. And that opens a safety space again for another conversation. I guess as coaches, we have to have rigor around 
the pace because the speed of life in general is so fast it's quite easy to be pulled in by that yeah and so to honor that if we've got a pushy client who's like yeah yeah, but can you do it in three months exactly to honor that actually that's not what we we do here <laughs> no i know there is like also on the social media going like an artist that draws a, a fantastic uh, horse and then can you do it for less yeah and then just a very childlike drawing <laughs> well yeah yeah you you get what you're Hey, so that is a nice reference to it. It's like, well, we can do it in three months, but we never get the results that you open. Mm. And, uh, oh, we just have time for one session. Okay, so what do you expect? Yeah, I think it's good for a DTA and a DLA that we're having with the client is to be then, okay, what do you, what, what, what do you think the outcome will be? And you can share what your thoughts are about it. Yeah, and so then you can enter into those whether it's one session or 10 sessions yeah, in yeah. a conscious and intentional way. Exactly. So if you design one session and you're very clear about the impact or outcome of it, perfect, do it. But if you really facilitate change in a team, mm-hmm. from my experience, I would say take at least six months for it. I wonder if we can zoom out slightly from the team coach approach and talk about integration in general. I find this concept really interesting um, and as coaches, we're often learning new things and trying out new trainings and tools and techniques. And I wonder how you've held the integration process in your life, because I know for me, at least, I can sometimes do so many things and then there's almost too many things that none of it really lands. Yes. And so how do you integrate things into your business? I know. Yeah, it's, it's also the, the timing where we are as a company. So sometimes uh, we feel we need inspiration. And then we can learn or read different things and we get inspired, but that can feel very superficial from time to time. So we have uh, then the discussion, okay, what do we really want to integrate in a company? Is there something that we want to integrate and then take time for that to really embody it, to really live it, you know, and then... and. Getting a lot of inspiration through training or workshops or whatever that's in books or, you know, that's great. Uh, And we need that. I need that too. But if there is no time for really live it Mm -hmm. and really try, you know, and and doing the work, uh, internal work yourself on that, those topics, then, hmm. Then, then it feels sometimes for me more that people are just throwing a model at you. Then you, they can really help me integrate that model. I like what you said there about you really live it. So it's living your intention when you're really in that integration. It's not just doing a thing because that's the tick box that you want to tick on your your CV or whatever it may be. Yeah, and also that part is also not wrong. No, but if you ask me about the integration part, yeah, so integration takes time. I think from my experience when I did the uh, Orsk Intermediate series, there was a lot of information throughout the series. So I was okay. So I waited a while before I did my certification. And there I felt that all the concept and everything really landed with me. But after that, doing the work, that then the integration part really came. For me, it took really a couple of years for to feel like, ah, I think I got a sense of what this work is all about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now by delivering the courses, I can still feel like, oh, yeah, oh, great. Oh, mm-hmm. never thought of that one. So it's also a part of where you are at your life, of what's happening in your life that you 
you've been drawn to something in uh, in in a certain well theory or model or whatever it's quite a humbling integration i think for a long time i thought that integration was a destination i integrate that i integrate this and it's a deepening and That's- particularly with this work it doesn't seem to end you just peel back the layers even further in different ways sometimes also is the part is for me is sometimes also you let go of some things what you've integrated before you know, it was really important at a certain period of my work life or personal life. And now I feel like, okay, no, not so much anymore. You know, I can let that part go and that takes space for something else. I didn't think about that. I think because of the the way the word is set up, it sounds like adding something, integrating. Exactly. And actually integrating can be letting go. Yeah. How interesting. And that might be something for a lot of our teams right now to think about because there's so much going on a lot of people are borderline burnt out actually maybe we don't need to integrate another well-being habit maybe we need to let something go cool i like that what you're saying yeah thank you so much martin for these discussions they've been so informative and fascinating and i guess i have one final question to close with you Uh what would be your top tip for someone starting a team coaching business um trust yourself yeah, if you are in the work, you want to do it, you feel it, trust it. Trust yourself. I think uh, this work is, yeah, you, the work will come to you then. So that's my strong belief, at least. I love that. Thank you. And thank you for these conversations, Martin. It's been a joy. Thank you for the invitation and a wonderful to talk to you like this. I want to say a big thank you to Martin for these three practical and informative episodes on the team coach approach. Here are my key takeaways from this episode. The team is responsible for their integration. As a team coach, we should be less attached to the results and more focused on the process itself. If a team doesn't complete an action, this is information. As a coach, how do we stay connected to the process as opposed to the results? and reveal what shows up as information. It's important to look for markers throughout the process so that we can celebrate the team's small wins and help them to realize that they're making steps even if they don't experience them so clearly yet. The real integration happens in between the sessions, not in the sessions themselves. Integration is when you are living your intention. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues and friends so that we can continue to spread these ideas across the globe. And if you haven't already, do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And for more information on the ORS courses, please visit crrglobal.com. For over 20 years, CRR Global has accompanied leaders, teams and practitioners on their journey to stronger relationships by focusing on the relationship itself, not only the individuals occupying it. This leads to a community of change makers around the world. Supported by a global network of faculty and partners, we connect, inspire and equip change agents to shift systems one relationship at a time. We believe relationship matters, from humanity to nature to the larger whole.